the Workings of Grace Ministries Kampala presents to you Vantage Radio Program on 91.7 Voice of the Gospel with Apostle Alvin Ekwang, the Apostle of Graces. Prepare to be blessed. Once again, Father, we thank you for this opportunity of your word, of the blessing upon your word. We pray that uh, you open the eyes of our understanding to walk in the glory therein in the power they are in to partake of every benefit father we pray also that uh, you open the eyes of our understanding every one of us who is uh, listening and will listen to us later on we pray that uh, they shall partake of this blessing we pray that father you give us the spirit of the word and uh, every agent uh, the angelics every force that sees to it that uh, your word does not return to you void that this shall be uh, impacted upon our lives and this shall be the, the, the things that shall accompany us even as we listen to the word right now. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Uh, once again, uh, as a ministry, we welcome you to this uh, program and we pray that uh, the Lord uh, really blesses you as we have prayed and shall be established. One of the things that we are doing right now we're asking that uh, uh, you you be able to speak to the people that are around you uh, and ask them that uh, our program has started and uh, get your Bible. Some of you need to get a pen. Some of you, you, you may need not to get a pen, but you have to listen to us later again. You can always contact us. We can give you these audios and you can listen to them again. And uh, you see how to really strengthen your life in the things of the Word of God. In Jesus' name. So let's get to Genesis. Uh, Genesis, today is a very good day. Genesis chapter 15. Uh, uh, let's start from verse number one. We shall read a couple of scriptures. I may not read everything chronologically, but uh, as I read the scriptures, I'll be saying certain things to make it more relevant to your life. And so here it says that... Uh, after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abraham, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. So you realize here, the Bible actually says, after these things, you know, he had met, he had gone through some battle, delivered the uh, Lord, go, fought some about five kings, or Melchizedek had appeared to him. You know, that was his kind of life. Melchizedek is a figure in heaven. And so he had, he had appeared in his life, very powerful man of God, very powerful being had appeared to him and things were very okay. But there are some things that were not very right with the, with this man our father, Abraham. And so the Bible here says, after these things, the word of the Lord came unto him in a vision. That's a very powerful statement. I don't know if I can get into it, but I need to understand here. It does not say, and the Lord came. Neither does it say, and the angel of the Lord came. It says, and the word of the Lord came. Praise the Lord. It is not saying that uh, Abraham had the voice of God talking. No, the word came. And we shall get to that another time. Praise the Lord. But I, I believe you're understanding what I'm meaning. Very powerful. The word came. 
the word literally came. <laughs> okay, verse number two then says, and Abraham said, you know the Lord that just told him, I am your shield, I am your exceeding great reward. Because this man had, you will know why the Lord had to speak those words. So verse number two says, and Abraham said, Lord God, what will you give me? Seeing I go childless and the steward of my house is this Eliza of Damascus. In other words, you know, the, the person going to inherit things that I have is going to be this Eliza of Damascus. Then he was saying, you know what? You're, you're saying you're my shield. You're saying you're my exceedingly great reward. Like some of us may be in that state. The Lord has spoken to you. You know this. You know, you know, you know how good he is. You're not denying him. But you know, there is something you want which has not come, a physical thing. Maybe it is a spiritual thing. Maybe it is a journey that you want to solve or have. But it has not come. And so this is the same case here with Abraham. And so Abraham says, you know, but Lord, what will you give me? Seeing I go childless. Very specific, you know. The Lord knows your pain. He knows what you're going through. He knows, he knows, knows the desires that you have. He is not... He is not caught unaware. So verse number three, and Abraham said, behold, and Abraham said, behold to me, you have given no seed. And lo, one born in my house is my heir. You know, was saying, you know, you have not given me a seed. Very important. You have not given me a seed. Actually, Abraham knew what comes from the Lord. He knew everything about him has got to come from the Lord because <laughs> he had now sold his life to him. He had given up everything, given up everyone, given up every system of the world and had completely uh, sold himself unto the Lord. Very powerful. And so, verse number four then says, and behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, very powerful. It's just like verse number one, you know, he's saying, the word came, saying, I pray the word of the Lord comes to you speaking. <laughs> the word. You know, scriptures tell us, by the way, that uh, talks about witnesses in the book of uh, John, uh, First John. It talks of witnesses on the earth and then witnesses in heaven. One of the witnesses in heaven is called the word. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yet it says, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, you shall, uh, I mean, he said, this, eh? I think he brought for him the image of Eliza. I said, this shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of your own boils shall be thine heir. Praise the Lord. And I pray that the Father begins to interact with you like this in a friendly way like this, speaking to you words of assurance. Because by the way, today, for those who like subjects, maybe we can maybe say, huh? Promises that are assured. Eh? Or promises that cannot be annulled, that cannot be destroyed, that cannot be broken, is what the Lord is preparing for us today. Very, very powerful. Some of you are already walking in it, and uh, the reality will become more, more real. Some of you will begin to walk in it. Very, very powerful. Praise the Lord. So God says, you know what? This shall not be your hair. 
the one that's going to be your hair is going to come from your own bowels. It's going to come from inside you. You know, like some of you, you maybe it is just like, you know, you're saying, you know, uh, there's something I want, but you know what I have right now is not the real thing. So what God is bringing to us is going to be the real, real, real deal. Praise be to the Lord. As scriptures, by the way, when God, uh, verse, verse number five then says, remember we had Genesis 15, verse number five says, and he brought him forth abroad. <laughs> the Lord brought him out. Remember, he's, here he's in a, he, he's in a vision. Eh? So the Lord brings him out in the vision and then said unto him, look toward heaven and tell the stars, number them. If you are able to number them, then he said unto him, so shall thy seed. Praise the Lord. Now remember, at first, by the way, he was talking of one seed. Now he's talking, if you can number those, then those. So now his, his things are multiplying from one. He's now going to many of that kind. Praise the Lord. Verse number 16 says, And he believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him as righteousness. That's why as we're speaking right now, some of you are beginning to see what God had told you some time back, and now you, you had, some of you had forgotten, but now the, the memory of it is coming, and it's not coming for any other reason. Why? It's because now you are beginning to believe in it, and it's going to be credited to you as righteousness. And you need to know that, by the way, that for good things to come to you, there has to be an element of righteousness. And this righteousness is a gift from God. It is something that is given to you. Praise the Lord. Verse number seven and says, And he said unto him, I am the Lord that brought you out of the whore of the Chaldeans to give you this land to inherit it. <laughs> so now God began to bring himself into this. And I need to know that uh, this whole thing, yeah? God is the one who is orchestrating it. Praise the Lord. He wants to do this good thing to you. It's just like you sit in your house and someone is thinking good about you. Just thinking how good he wants to bless you. How good he wants to do things to you. That is what I'm bringing to you right now. That you know what? It may not be God right now, but uh, God is going to, some of you may not get a vision like Abraham got here, but someone, I can assure you in that circumstance you're in, someone is thinking well about you. That is the, the thought you should always have when you're going to sleep. You should always have that. You know what? Someone is thinking well about you. Some other thing I need to tell you, by the way, uh, God had to bring Abraham outside to begin to look at the stars. And some of you, by the way, you need to change what you think about yourself. Uh, some of you uh, need to begin to see good things that you want to, because that is how you create things. Some of you are in a place that things are so bad, everyone is quarreling. At times you need to break away from that atmosphere, that when you break out of that atmosphere, then you begin to see exactly what God wants you to walk by, what God wants you to have. Praise the Lord. Uh, verse number 8 says, so Abraham is talking, says, and he said, Lord God, whereby shall I know that I shall inherit it? In other words, he said, you know, Abraham, yes, is a man of faith, but you know what? As a man of faith, you need evidence. Very important because faith is the evidence of things opt for. Hmm? Yeah? The substance of things not seen. 
I don't know if I put it right. But you know what? It is, you need evidence. The substance of it. You need substance and evidence. Yes, we know faith is substance. But you know what? You, the, the, there, is, there is something you need to hold on to. So Abraham says, you know what? Lord, how shall I know that I shall inherit it? He wants a tangible thing. Praise the Lord. And God was, because now God is the one who had decided to come to bless you. Verse number eight, verse number nine then says, and he said unto him, take me and Haifa of three years. Take, take, he said, say like this. And he said unto him, take me. Praise the Lord. Take me. Very important. I shall tell you why he said that. He says, take me and Haifa of three years old. And a she goat of three years old, and a ram of three years old, and a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. Praise the Lord. Oh, you, you need to know that, by the way, that our Lord, our, our Lord Jesus Christ, he served, he was on the earth here for, for, he served in his ministry, the physical active ministry is about three and a half years. So these are some of the things that, but here, uh, verse number nine is very important. It says, take me. Praise the Lord. <laughs> take for me this yeah? take me very important praise the Lord and Abraham did it verse number, verse number 10 then says and he took unto him all this and divided them in the midst and laid and laid each piece against one another uh, but the birds he did not divide praise the Lord so in other words he cut them in two and put uh, uh, put one half beside and the other half beside and a bit separated them, but the, the doves, they did not what? They did not divide. Then he says, and when the fowls came down upon the carcass, Abraham drove them away. Very important. And so you need to take care of this, of, of the covenant that God made. Value it. Don't let the birds come and take it away. Don't let the fowls of the air come and snatch away the memory of this test. The Bible says, in as you take the bread and the cup, do this in memory of me. And so, very important. So you have to begin to remember this. Remember that the Lord died for you. The Lord died for you. I shall tell you exactly why I'm saying all this later on. Even if I don't tell you, but you shall see the picture come as clear as possible. Praise the Lord. Verse number 11 says, And when the fowls of the hair came upon the carcass, Abraham drove them away. Then he says, and when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abraham. And lo, an aura of great darkness fell upon him. Praise the Lord. It says, a deep sleep. Some of us need to be taken into some deep sleep that uh, you may begin to experience God. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. I need you to understand, as this is happening, Abraham is in a vision. How can someone sleep within a vision? <laughs> okay, some of you will understand this later, but it is very, very important. Praise the Lord. <laughs> it's just like someone having a dream within a dream. <laughs> okay, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I know you're understanding what is being communicated here, and some of you have experienced it. Some of you, you are, you are exactly, I'm not going to explain that here. So as this is happening, what happens is Abraham goes into a sleep. And I need you to understand this is what is happening. So it says like this, it says, And he said unto Abraham, 
know of surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs and shall serve them and they shall afflict them 400 years and also that nation whom shall whom they shall serve will I judge and afterward they shall come out with great substance and those shall go to thy fathers in peace and shall be buried in good old age but in the fourth generation they shall come here again in this land that I'm promising you for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full praise the Lord so God had promised him he said you are you are going to inherit this very land he said when I called you out of the land of the whole of the Chaldeans I gave you a promise that you are going to come and inherit this land and and and, and when I said that I also had a plan that I'm going to give you a seed that was going to come out of out of your own bowels you know what that desire you know you know you know that times time some of you have some things but it has not come out of your bowels it's not, it has not come out of your being it has not come out of your desire and so but Abraham so that's why there's that Eliza that has not come out of your desire it's just there very important very has blessed you he has been with you all this time you have good plans for them but then you know what uh, there is this good desire that it, it is it is being born from you and so in this in the, in in this in in this dream <laughs> in this sleep within the vision when abraham is raised alone okay at times someone may say you know what okay yes there was a vision uh, but then <laughs> But that's why Abraham is called the prophet. The vision, it was just like it was, it was it, you know, there are some visions that come when you are, hmm? you're awake. Yeah, so this came to him. But in that in that vision, he slept, praise the Lord. As he was seeing the words, the word of God speaking unto him, he slept within that vision. But here he says, it says it says like, like this it says for the iniquity of the amorites is not yet full and that is what I, I pray for you right now you know there are some things that you that you should get but uh, someone is still having it and there and someone is some of them are disturbing you, you are, and because their iniquity is not yet full they cannot release that thing unto you but you know what i pray for the iniquity of your enemies to be full that the recompense of their reward may come upon them Oh, some I don't want to hear that, you know. But you know, what God is doing here is very important. You know, there's a reason why I'm reading all this, that you may begin to read into other scriptures, that you may exactly know what is happening and what God has planned for you in a season like this, in a time like this. Verse number 17 then says, And it came to pass that when the sun went down and it was dark, behold, the smoking furnace and a burning lamp that passed between the pieces. Praise the Lord. Then 18 and says, In the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abraham, saying, Unto thy seed I will give this land, whom, okay, from the river of uh, Egypt unto the great river, the river Euphrates, the Canaanites and the Kenizzites and the Cadbonites and the Etites and the Perizzites and the Raphams the Amorites and the Canaanites and the Gashites and the Jebusites. These are like the seven nations, praise the Lord, who are occupying that land at that time. But you know, praise the Lord, God was saying, I'm going to give this land, praise the Lord. I'm going to give this land to your seed, 
He said, I have given it to them. Praise the Lord. So the promise that God has for you, he has given it to you. And so with time you see that this promise begins to manifest and the reality of it, that which God had given in the spiritual realm, now begins to be seen in the physical. One of the things I need you to understand here is that uh, there is a reason as to why Abraham is put to sleep. Because when they were supposed to make this covenant, is which Abraham was actually seeking for, was that all of them were supposed to pass in between the animals that were cut. Praise the Lord. And by passing in between the animals, what they were supposed to proclaim was that if this covenant does not come to pass, I will... Each one of us, if we do, if we fail to fulfill the part of this covenant, then we, we are giving our life. We shall die like these animals have died. Praise the Lord. But it is amazing that uh, here the Bible speaks like it says, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp that passed. It is the one that passed in between. In other words, God did not allow Abraham to participate in putting himself into the covenant, putting his human nature into the covenant, putting his infirmity within the covenant. God had to make him be part of it but not uh, participate in it and yet it was for his benefit. So I can put it this way. The people that were alive at that time were the seed of Abraham whom later we shall know is the heir called Jesus Christ was there eh? and there are the two who passed. <laughs> Abraham didn't pass. So what happened is, is uh, later on you realize that's why uh, the seed had to die, Jesus had to die. You'll understand that a little bit, but I know some of you have already understood. So basically, what God has prepared for you is that uh, eh? <laughs> this this covenant is to your benefit, but because of the because of your human nature, because because some people, some humans promised, but they promise they have this good desire, but they have the, they don't have the ability to fulfill it. And so God did not want Abraham to participate in it, in this covenant that way. That's why it is very much related to, very much related to the covenant that Jesus later brings, which is called the New Testament, the new covenant, or the will. We shall look at that a little bit later. Praise Jesus. Very, very, it's different from the covenant God made with Moses. Praise the Lord. The one way God made with Moses, the people participated in it. <laughs> and, and that participation, by the way, it made the covenant to be weak in one way or another. Praise Jesus. Very, very powerful. Yes, I know we have looked at, uh, at Genesis. Okay, let's come to now Galatians chapter number 3, verse number 15. Yes, Galatians chapter 3, verse number 15. It says like this says, Brethren, Paul is writing, he says, Brethren, I speak after the manner of men. Though it be but a man's covenant, yet if it be confirmed, no man disannuls or adds thereto. Praise the Lord. So you, you see the reason as to why I'm bringing this is we have seen that God has made a covenant with Abraham and uh, and we shall see now what Paul begins to explain concerning that covenant that God made. It's actually, it's called the promise. In other words, all the blessings that are, that were given to Abraham were by promise. 
not necessarily by covenant the way it was given to Moses. Praise the Lord. That's why I love Jesus. That's why I love preaching about Jesus. Because Jesus, he gives you a promise. <laughs> and he fulfills the promise. Very, very powerful. So Apostle Paul writes here and says, you know, Previously, by the way, when you read Galatians chapter 3 downwards, you realize it was talking about the blessings and the promise and all that, and, and the curses that come because of uh, the law of Moses, which I'll not get into. Praise the Lord. But here he's saying, I speak after the man of man. He says, though a covenant be a man's covenant, yet if it is confirmed, no man can annul it or cancel it, neither can they add anything to it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So the promise that was given to Abraham and to the seed of I know, yes, we know we are the seed of Abraham. But you need to know that almost every religion wants to attach themselves to Abraham. Praise the Lord. Anyway, in the end, they end up knowing Christ. So what is it about? So let them do whether they do it by truth or by whatever. So, but uh, it's okay. Praise the Lord. Now, verse number 16 says, he says, to Abraham and his seed where the promises met. He says not unto seeds as of many, but as of one, unto thy seed, which is Christ. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Remember the Genesis 15, Genesis 4, all, all those verses, 13, praise the Lord, 14, 15. He says, to the, this land I will give to thy seed, so the seed they were talking about there, by revelation, we know it is Christ. It is Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And I already told you that in that covenant, it was it, it, it was Jesus eh? and God who, who died. <laughs> I don't know how I can put it. Praise the Lord. But I need to understand. You remember when the when the when the word spoke and then said, said Take me a hyphen. Take me. Praise the Lord. <laughs> he says, take me a hyphen. So the what was the hyphen that was slain? Where was God? Praise the Lord. And we know Jesus is God. Very, very important. And so it says, now to Abraham and his seed where the promises made. The promises were made to Abraham and to his what? unto his seed. Praise the Lord. I don't know why I can make you understand. But as as, as the word was speaking, hmm? God, the Lord was speaking, but the people who were present there was the word, was Jesus, and then uh, Abraham, and then the Lord, God. Praise the Lord. So the promises were made to the two people who were there, who was the seed, if you may want me to put it that way, the invisible seed, who is Jesus who was there, because we know Jesus existed. And the, Bible says, and the Bible says, Abraham desired to see my day, and he saw it, and he rejoiced. Praise the Lord. Very, 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 very important. And so verse 17 says like this, and this I say, that the covenant that was confirmed before of God in Christ, the law which was 430 years after, cannot now, that is, should make the promise of no effect. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's why we are looking at 
has God ever promised you something? If he has promised you something, nothing can take it away. That's why the scripture says, the law which came 430 years later cannot annul it. You remember, uh, as Abraham was in this vision, he slept. Hmm? And as he slept, the Lord said, you know what? What will happen is they will go into bondage, 400 what? 400 years in bondage. But uh, you, you realize that as they left Egypt after, of course, they left Egypt after 400 years, but uh, 30 years from that time, they were given laws. So the laws came 430 years later. So when the law came for that, it could not defeat the promise. That's why I'm telling you, there is what the promise that God has given you, nothing can take it away. The failure to keep certain commandments will not take away the promise. That is the sureness you need to have. That is the understanding you need to have. You know, at times some of us, when you hear us minister like this, then you begin to say, now you, you, are, you are against the commandments. Praise the Lord. No, we're not against the commandments. But you know what? There is something that the commandment cannot give. And you're going to force it on us. Praise the Lord. We, for us, we, are, we have pledged allegiance to Christ. We have pledged allegiance to Jesus the Lord. He is, we, 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 our, our holiness and our separatedness and our, and our righteousness is, is, not, is, 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 is not an issue of the law. It doesn't come from the law. It's not, issue, it's not an issuance of the law. It is an issuance of our, of our allegiance to Christ Jesus which is very, very, very important. So Paul Rice says, the covenant which was already confirmed of God in Christ Jesus, the law which came 430 years later, cannot disannul it. Praise the Lord. It cannot make it of no effect. And says, for if the inheritance be of the law, it is of no more a promise, but God gave it to Abraham by promise. Praise the Lord. God has given you a promise and that promise has given you an inheritance and you know the surety of all this, the surety of all this is in Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Jesus Christ inherited the promise. Praise the Lord. Nothing can take it away from him and because he inherited the promise and you are in Jesus, you as well have the promise. Very, very powerful stuff. Praise the Lord. And by the way, we don't want you to be in a place where, like, again, by the way, you are you are this kind of person. <laughs> let's 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 look at uh, let's look at uh, Colossians, Colossians chapter chapter two, uh, chapter two verse fourteen says like this: it says, blotting out the handwriting of holinesses that were against us, eh? which were contrary to us, took it out of the way nailing it to the cross. Praise the Lord. That's why I'm telling you that the promise that God has given you, those promises you read in the word, the promises that you receive as you're in that dream, in that vision, in that meditative state, as the promises you receive because you listen to the prophetic word, you listen to the word that your pastor, your man, your woman of God gave to you. The Bible here says, you know, at times you can, you have received it, but you know what? There is something that God has blotted out of the way. And I need to understand that even as you are, listen to me right now, the Lord has blotted out certain things that are, that the things that you thought, by the way, were, were against you. The Lord has blotted it away. Praise the Lord. You know, blotting is like, for example, you know, like uh, in the ancient days when someone was going to adopt someone, what would happen is, is uh, 
they would pick a person and then when they pick the person what would, uh, like for example uh, if someone's going to uh, adopt a child huh? a child they didn't know so what they would do they would bring everyone who knows the record about that person and then they would mention all the wrong things about the person all the wrong things the person did and all the wrong things the parents did whatever they knew they would list it and what would happen is they would then get a pen and then they would blot it out by blotting I mean they would rub it out and so I need to understand the wrong things you did the wrong things your parents did when you were in Christ Jesus those things were blotted out praise the Lord that's why Paul writes the one we read in, in, in Galatians says he says the law which came 430 years later cannot and disannul the promise no make the promise of no effect Praise the Lord. There is no way God has promised you something that you won't get it. Praise the Lord. Let me put it this way. There are some things. There are some things that were promised to your grandparents. Even if they did get it, it will come to you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Because the promise has got to come to pass. Very, very real. Very, very real. So it says, it says like this. This God here, because we are in Christ Jesus, it says what Jesus did on the cross. It says he blotted out the handwriting of ordinances that were against us. Those ordinances, those wrong declarations in the from the stars, those wrong declarations from the the, the laws of Moses, the covenants you broke, the the, the things you, it says it says ordinances that were against us, which were contrary to us. They are fighting the promise from coming to pass upon our lives. Praise the Lord. So you need to understand, by the way. The Bible says he took it out of the way and nailed it on the cross. Is that Lord? Because by the way, you need to understand that uh, some people maybe thought uh, they were nailing Jesus on the cross, but as they were nailing Jesus on the cross, Jesus was nailing every every weakness of yours. He was nailing every sin of yours. He was nailing every everything. Praise the Lord. He nailed it on the cross. He removed it on the cross. Praise the Lord. Nothing that you have done, nothing that you will ever do can ever stand against the promise of God in your life. Praise the Lord. You know, at times when you speak like that, then someone will begin to think, now what you're telling people, you want people to leave the way they want. That's not what we are communicating. But we are communicating the truth from God that there is nothing that can stand on your way because there is something Jesus did. And because of what Jesus did, then you can say, shall we sin that grace may abound? Praise the Lord. Because you know, there is this superbounding grace that has come upon us. Okay, let's read verse number 15 of Colossians chapter 2. It says, And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Praise the Lord. This God that we saw serve, praise Jesus, made an open show. <laughs> He removed everything that wanted to stand against you, against the promise of God. Praise the Lord. I need to realize that by there are some things God promised Abraham. Powerful stuff. Praise the Lord. Powerful stuff. So all the promises God gave Abraham are yours. Whether it comes to birth, giving birth of barrenness, whether it comes to riches, whether it comes to inheriting. Actually, before he made, uh, before that, uh, before the word of God came, that he made Melchizedek, and Melchizedek say, you know, blessed be the possessor of heaven and earth. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So Abraham inherited heaven. 
inherited the earth. He inherited the Son of God. Those are not simple things. Praise the Lord. He made the Son of God to become his heir. That is powerful. The Son of God who is stainless. The Son of God. And this Son of God, you need to understand. What happens is, when someone is in him, he causes him to be an heir of Abraham. Praise the Lord. Those are the, that's the technology. Those are the, the intricacies, the, 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 the nitty-gritties of this Son of God called Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. I need to understand, by the way, Jesus Christ is someone who, who inherited all the promises. Praise the Lord. They are with him. They are not with anyone else. That's why some of us will say, you know, I'm going to keep the, all the commandments and what, and then be blessed. Ah! <laughs> you just be getting hot hair. The real thing is with Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ inherited all these things. He took it upon him and he, and, 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 and he just gives it to whoever he wills. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, so by the way, let's look at... Uh, Okay, let's start from Hebrews, Hebrews chapter, Hebrews chapter, okay, let's do Hebrews chapter 8, talking about Jesus Christ. Verse number 6 says, But now he has obtained a more excellent ministry. And you know why he has obtained this excellent ministry? It's for your benefit. Jesus died for your benefit. Jesus, this our Lord, died for your benefit. Hallelujah. He died for your benefit benefit. And that's why, by the way, we were talking about promises that cannot be annulled. We're talking about that, that Jesus Jesus, Jesus willed to us promises that cannot be annulled. Jesus, Jesus gave to us a testament that cannot be annulled. Hmm? Uh, King James says, disannulled means the same thing. Praise the Lord. So he's saying, but now he has obtained a more excellent ministry. I need to understand, by the way, one of the things uh, that we are talking about here, you know, the Israelites, just a background story, uh, the, 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 the Israelites were always very blessed because of their, their high priest. Praise the Lord. The man would just go uh, when they're doing the, the atonement, would just go and make one sacrifice. And by one sacrifice, the Israelites were sorted for a whole year. They would, of course, make these normal sacrifices, the daily sin offerings and all that. But you know what? That sacrifice, that one sacrifice that was made in a year, because their consciences were not so cleansed. But you know what? That one sacrifice was always enough. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but our Lord Jesus Christ gave us a sacrifice once and for all. You obtained a better priesthood. And you know what? Because this Jesus gave you a better, he gave us, a, he is in a better priesthood the, the, of the order of Melchizedek, the one who has no, the one, the one who cannot die. Praise the Lord. It gives us this confidence that, you know what? You should have this confidence as well. It says, but verse number six of Hebrews 8 says, but now as he obtained a more excellent ministry, by how much also he is a mediator of a better covenant, which was established upon better promises. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Forget what the good things you read about in the law of Moses. When it comes to what Jesus has, when it comes to what Jesus has given you, you need to begin to sit like Abraham was taken and looked at the stars. And he was told, if you can number it, so shall thy seed be. So that image, let it begin to enter you, the image of the good things. 
the Bible talks here, it says, established upon better promises. Praise the Lord. Then yet it says, For if the first covenant had been faultless, then there should have been no place for, for the second. Praise the Lord. The covenant, uh, the one with Moses. The one of Moses was had fault. Praise the Lord. But the problem also with it, he also could find fault with the people. Praise the Lord. The one of Jesus comes by promise. He does not find fault with you, just like the same thing with Abraham. He could not find fault with him. He had to make him go to sleep that he may he may see his seed come out of Egypt when Egypt has been judged when with great substance. Praise the Lord. So I also pray, by the way, that the Lord will judge. The Lord will judge those people who have taken you to poverty, taken you to sickness and disease, those circumstances, those laws that have taken you into, into all those kinds of negative things that causes you to pray prayers that you are not supposed to pray. That causes you to lament the lamentation that are, you are actually not supposed to walk in. Praise the Lord. So this, that's, that's the Jesus we're talking about. So, so let's look at, by the way, Hebrews, as I prepare to conclude. Hebrews chapter number nine, very very powerful. Hebrews Hebrews chapter number nine. Let's start from verse number eleven. It speaks like this. It says, "But Christ, being come a high priest of good things to come." <laughs> Praise the Lord. And by the way, when we talk about good things to come, huh? I'm not talking in the future. Eh? Millennial years, eh? after the rapture, as some of you know it. Praise the Lord. The good things, this, he is the high priest. He's like, a, he's like the midwife who is helping a lady give birth to good things to come. So that's, that's our Jesus. That's the quality of this high priest that we have. He says, he says, Christ being come, a high priest of good things to come. Hmm? A better covenant based on better promises. Praise the Lord. Not promises that have conditions that are against you. No, 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 no. That's not where we are going. Praise the Lord. That time is past. Praise Jesus. We are, we are, we are entering a time when uh, the promises of God are sure. Hmm? And this Jesus is the surety of that covenant. It's not only the surety of that covenant, but it's also the surety of that promise. Is the one that will make sure the promise comes to pass. Praise the Lord. But that's why I love Jesus. Hallelujah. When he when when he died and then made a will, <laughs> he had to rise again that he may see to it that you know what? God said my will to these people. Huh? Let them have it. Praise Jesus. Very, 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 very important. Verse number eleven of Hebrews nine says, and he says, but Christ being Come and high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building. And it says, Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Praise the Lord. He obtained this eternal, he redeemed you. Praise the Lord. You know, redemption is like a, it's like like we were once in the hand of the enemy. Praise the Lord! But now he went and bought us. It's just like you you. The good picture is 
is like, for example, uh, it's, okay, let's let's look at the show, Doha. Right? Let's look at the show. And so now look at your uh, your life, and maybe you are on the counter, or maybe on the shelf, and uh, there are two people who are supposed to buy you. One of them is Jesus, then the other is the devil. Praise the Lord. But Jesus comes and buys you. Eh? That the shopkeeper cannot make. Eh? And the price he paid for you, the shop, uh, the shopkeeper cannot, and neither can the devil make, make claim on you. Say, now I want that. You know what Jesus does? He, he shocked you, eh? but still left you in that body. That You know what? The devil, even if he tries to come and give all excuses, all, all accusations and uh, and, and counter accusations against you, he cannot buy you back to poverty, to all these kinds of consciences. Remember the scripture read that it says that the consciences of the of these guys could not be cleansed. But you know what? When Jesus died for us, our consciences were were made well. Praise the Lord. <laughs> he made eternal redemption for us. I'm a bit getting carried away. Praise the Lord. Verse number 13 says, For if if the blood of bulls and goats and of ashes of the earth and the sprinkling of unclean sanctifies to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot unto God, purge your conscience from dead works? Praise the Lord. Your conscience needs to be very well from dead works. Praise the Lord. Some of you, by the way, you need to get out of this. Some of you think, by the way, for you to for for God to hear you, you need to confess your sins, which looks good. But you know what? It does not help you because some of you, you know, you put it this way. Let me, let me give you a good picture for it. If, for example, someone wants to get clean, so there is a bathroom or a bathtub, but before they enter the bathtub, because it is in it is in the bathroom or the bathtub that they get clean. You know what they do? They want to stand outside there and say, you know what? They confess their sins. They want to be like they want to be like Judas Iscariot, you know. Oh, God bless him! Praise the Lord. <laughs> you know they want to be like him, and they want to be like uh, they want to, you know, some people be exactly what Judas did. That's what some people think as repentance and confession of sin. You know, Judas felt bad that he had betrayed Jesus, huh? and to show that he felt bad, even took back the money. Even he, beside even taking back the money, he went and killed himself. He didn't rejoice about it. And that's what some people want to take as confession <laughs> and repentance. <laughs> now, those are the people who, who want to bathe, but are outside the bathtub, are outside the bathroom, and are outside the soap. Who is, in this case, this Jesus, it is the body of Jesus, it's the blood of Jesus, but they want to stand outside here. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> so what we are trying to do here, we want your conscience to, to be fixed on Jesus. Yeah? <laughs> I'll read for your scripture in, in Hebrews 10, 11. It actually says those guys, their conscience eh, could not be cleansed. This blood of bulls and goats could not cleanse their conscience away. They were full of sin consciousness. Praise the Lord. They confess their sins. They repent. But still, it is still there. It, it, it haunts them. But now, what God wants us to do here, He wants, He, he, he wants, He wants our mind to be part of that sin consciousness of dead works. Praise the Lord. 
that you may be able to serve God without spot, without wrinkle. Take a good example, Isaiah chapter 6, very powerful scripture. When Isaiah stands, say, say, you know what? I'm a man of unclean lips. Who lives among what? Who lives among people of unclean lips? In other words, double jeopardy, double problem. But what happens is then the, the seraphim left huh? wherever they left, and then they came and picked a call, and, and then they touched his tongue and said, Your sins are piped and you're clean. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Very, very powerful. Praise Jesus. Very powerful. Ah, hallelujah. And so, okay, let's now get, now this is the place I want. Verse number 15 then says, And for this cause, talking about Jesus, he is a mediator of a New Testament, that by means of death, and that by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the First Testament, Praise the Lord. He blotted out every written ordinance that were against you. And he took away all the transgressions that came because of the first. Because some of us still are walking by that. But I'm here to tell you that, you know what? Jesus took away all huh? the transgressions that were under the what? The first testament. That by which they were, that you might receive the eternal promise of inheritance. Now, verse number 16 says, For where a testament is, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator. Praise the Lord. <sighs> Praise Jesus. It says, the testator also was, must what? Must die. Praise the Lord. That's why I'm telling you that the promise that God has given you through Christ Jesus is a sure promise that nothing can take away not your weakness, not your strength, not the devil, <laughs> not even the curses or wherever. There is this promise that has come to you. Because you know what? It says, where a testament is, there must also be necessity of the death of the testator. Put in another language, a language you understand. One or only will. Eh? Hmm? So can't you come in? Can will tie? But may will this is what he's saying saying where a testament is there must of necessity be the death of the testator praise the Lord that's why I love Jesus hallelujah you need to understand this Jesus inherited all the promises given to Abraham Jesus inherited every promise that the law promised. Jesus inherited every promise that God had ever promised to whoever persons we know and we don't know. He inherited all of it. So if he, if, if, if he didn't die, no one was going to be blessed. Think about that. Praise the Lord. It's just like, it's just like, if, if, if there is, uh, it's really bad for me to use this example. It's just like if there is, uh, there is an old man who has refused to die. <laughs> and if this man who, 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 <laughs> who has all these good things, but uh, for his children and the people around and the nation to enjoy, he has to die. That's that's why by the way I love uh, I love uh, who I love King David. King David was one of the kings, by the way, who, who made Solomon begin to be a king while he was still alive. 
praise the Lord. That's that's why he's like he he's, he's like Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> praise the Lord. Very very powerful. So he had to say for. Uh, it says, for where a testament is, there must of necessity, it is necessary that the, the, the testators what was to die. For a testament is of no force if, for okay, 17 says, for a testament is of force after men are dead. Otherwise, it is of no strength at all while the testator lives. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So that's why Jesus had to die. And when Jesus died, that was, that was, that was, it was, it, it exactly began to show it exactly began to show that uh, it exactly began to show that uh, that God hmm, that our God had promised you good things and when he promised you those good things it was showing that it is now the clock began to tick that those blessings were surely meant to come to you Praise the Lord. Think about it. And so we are looking at a testament. We are looking at the testator who has so loved you, the one who wrote the will. Praise the Lord. So Jesus wrote, as he was uh, doing his earthly ministry, he was writing a will and he had your name upon it. He had your name that you'll be born in that family. You'll get this. 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 Yes, some of you may begin to say, now, Anapegini, but you know what there is something Jesus died on the cross and he has willed for you if you can only believe it if you can only see it like the, like uh, like like Abraham looked at the stars and he saw his sons he saw his daughters by that I mean he saw you praise the Lord he saw you Remember the promise, one of the promises was physical land. And beside that, he also was promised uh, every riches around. And you need to understand that even as Abraham was being promised these things, there were people who were already there. There were the Canaanites. There were the Jebusites. There were all these seven other tribes which were already in the land. And so, by the way, the things that you have are in the hand of another person. But you know what? Because God has promised to give it to you, because you have read in the scriptures that this is yours. Because you have believed God, God will create. It's just like, by the way, how people create demons. People sit there. Most demons are created by people. <laughs> people create demons that have never existed. Then they bring them out of hell. You need to understand that. That's why, by the way, you don't need to meditate on problems. When you meditate on problems, you, you make the demon jump out of there you bring them out of there <laughs> you make them cause a breach because it is difficult for them you conjure that's why the antichrist will be brought by men praise the lord but that's not what i'm looking at what we are looking at here we are we are saying that you know what that jesus has willed this thing for you and i need you by the way as we conclude right now i need to begin to i need to begin to to look at uh some of you may not have parents so you may you may not have all this. You're not born into this family that have all these things. But you need to know that uh, that Jesus loves you, and that Jesus owns the heavens and the earth, and that Jesus has a plan for you. You just need to accept it. That as you go to sleep right now, you accept that before you go to sleep, you just accept that you know what I want to see this plan that you have for me. I want to to touch it. I want to feel it. Not only for me. I need it 
for my children's children. I need it. I need to have a child as well. Abraham was just the same thing. Some of you could be in the same thing. You know, no one wants to marry you. Even the plans you have for your marriage are all, the things are not so clear. So you, you, you need to tell God, you know what? But how can it be? Then God, I know God would give you a sign of his son, how his son died for you. And you need to appreciate that. You need to acknowledge that. You need to walk in it. You need to abound in it. You need to know that, you know what? That this God who promised you the thing he is a real God. He is true to you. He will reveal himself to you in whichever way possible. So let's take a moment and pray. Just take a moment. Don't mind what I've just said there. But, I, but, 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 uh, but, but just take a moment and begin to submit to God. Begin to submit your understanding to God. Begin to submit your will to God. Begin to submit uh, that let the promises of God, which are sure that nothing can take away. Just like uh, the promises given to Abraham, that, uh, uh, that the Ten Commandments that came 430 years later could not take it away. Just thank him for that. Thank him that he, is, he has a good plan for you in whichever way. And, uh, and, 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 and the best way for some of you to inherit this is that you need to know that you're not going to just steal these promises. These promises come through Christ Jesus. You need to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You need to become born again. You need to acknowledge and become born from above and walk in these very things from glory to glory, from honor to honor, because our God so loves you, because these promises are so sure that nothing can take it away from you. No man, no nation, no, 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 nothing can take it away from you because God has planned the thing for you and he has willed it for you in season and out of season. Thank you so much for listening to us. If you need this radio, just contact that number that uh, will be announced. Let, uh, let nothing be hidden from you and all the message we shall send it to you. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Vantage Radio Program. Remember to tune in next Thursday at 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. For more information, reach us on 0778-281-576. Be blessed.